I don't know if how plugged in you guys are on Brent McMurphy's bowl projections, but uh, he um, did have a, a, a juicy matchup in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Your our Florida Gators taking on the Texas Longhorns in the Duke's Whoa, Mayo yes. Bowl. What uh, a, I would be what very a about. Matchup. I would be very about that social media account getting those two teams. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the wheel route. Uh, you can send emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com and you can get the show Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, yada, yada. We're out there. <clears throat> My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logan on the Dawn and I am coming to you guys from lovely Stewart, Florida. Uh, where we we were dodging some rain today, but uh, did manage to sneak down to Palm Beach Gardens and get eighteen, uh, you know, captain's choice, best ball, scramble, whatever whatever you call it, uh, holes in, and uh, had a lovely day. So you know, shout out to uh, shout out to the midweek take a day off of work gang. It's nice. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where uh, at least on my end of the friendly city. We just had a little, a brief downpour blow through. Um, get get the ground nice and soft. Um, Scoring I'm conditions. On, yeah. Up. I'm on twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Uh, I also joined the take a day off of work day in the middle of the week and play golf gang today. I had nice. a dentist appointment uh, and I've I've been treating myself to like, if I have an appointment on a particular day, just take the whole day. Um, I like that. Energy. They're not going to sue you for that. Uh, so I did. <laughs> and uh, a dentist appointment was late afternoon. So I tried to get 18 in out at Lakeview and got 16 in. Um, there were some pace of play issues oh, ahead of the me. The worst. Um, to two of our league members contributing to mm. those. Um, Do we want to name names? Or? Yeah, we we can sidebar in the B roll. I like it. Uh, I'll, I like it. I'll flesh it out there, but uh, yeah, not not on that could that could be several people in this league. Oh yeah, so yeah, Jason will wait with bated breath. I, I'm very genuinely excited about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I still had a nice time. Still can't putt worth a damn. Uh, the driver is still a mystery to me, but. Uh, the irons feel good. The irons feel good, guys. I, oh, good. I smoked some fours and fives on the Lake Nine off the tee box, and uh, we we like what we're seeing in that so, department. I'm so jealous. Is the is the squash getting any work? I'm just curious. Or are we still operating with mostly a, a a driver to four iron gap in your bag? Because I well, that's one of the most delightful. So my four iron loft is exactly the same as the squash, okay. um, which. I think when we did, did the side-by-side test out there at uh, the uh, Champions Club on that par five, right. when they went like a yard apart. Um, so I'm I'm still workshopping the Squatch on the range as I become I a range rat this fall and winter. That's, that's, um, even more, that's right. Yeah. Just get, 
get more comfortable with it before I put it into into scoring condition. All right, master splinter three inch right. Yeah. The square way wood, if you will. Uh, the square way hey. wood. <laughs> Who else is here? Uh, um, I, was, I was waiting for, I want to give you your full time. Yeah, no, I got some things off my chest. Give yeah. The gentleman retakes his time. The gentleman <laughs> reclaims his time. I cede my time to uh, the to the other gentleman in the friendly city. My name is Jason Kreck. I am also returning to the podcast from the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where, yeah, uh, it, I don't think it contributed to this podcast is starting a, a bit late. If you're listening in live, we apologize. Um, but And we also want to know how you're doing that. And we're also... <laughs> very curious how you're doing um but yeah it, i was walking back to my car from billy jacks and it just opened up um and yeah it was pouring but yeah it's been super nice all week which has been great for the, like preposterous amounts of hours that i've worked as basketball season has started as i just stare wistfully out the window dreaming mm. about my new strixons that still have not connected with the ball i'm furious about it do they do they have plastic on them? Like, are they shrink wrapped? No, they weren't. No. Oh, okay. I, they, I mean, he sure. had to, he had to do a lot of work with them to. Right, right. right. I just you know. wasn't sure if like they like yeah. rewrapped them or anything, so you yeah, could like keep the husk on it until it you was know, time. It's just like the, do a dramatic unsheathing at I was the range. Say, it, it doesn't have the doesn't have the Apple iPhone covers on it anymore. So, oh, good. Probably for the best. Um, excellent. Well, what what are we drinking tonight, guys? Uh, I picked pretty well while I was drinking this last week, so I'm back to some grapefruit polar bubbly okay. water. We're we're gonna ride the hot hand. Good, smart, Jason. What is that? Uh, that <laughs> that is the last Didn't... beer that is in my fridge, and okay. is a Coors Light of questionable age. A, bo- a bottle too. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that you have a bottle of Coors. Bottle Light. of Coors Light. Awesome. Uh, the cap came off way too easily, so I had to sample it to make sure it wasn't going to die on the pod. Right. Uh, but it tastes like Coors Light. Um, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, I spent a decent portion of my day drinking and supporting cancer research, so I am actually going uh, with just some bubbly tonight as well. This is the Grapefruit Spindrift. I was texting Jordan about it earlier. Quickly making its way to the top of my my power ranking of, 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 of non-alcoholic seltzers and seltzer adjacent uh type type deals so it's good it is very nice i think the real fruit juice is really is really what takes it to the next level um well yeah i would imagine if you're used to just like the essence right you know varieties and then you get hit in the face with the real thing like (laughs) true gotta be be a difference maker the exchange of course is uh you know a couple extra carbies but you know we got that in the budget we, we got we got i got room for three to four carbs in the budget you know there you go uh, i'm all right especially if they're naturally sourced from fruit juices it's exactly your fructose is etc 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 so anyhow all right excellent happy to be here jason you missed last week we missed you you did you were able to break some news to us on the yeah, podcast. I wrote some was, live news. Even my presence helpful. was felt. It was. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, if you I guys still haven't gone back and listened. I need to go back and listen. I'm, oh, it's okay. We can get your takes on it. We can, we can, can uh, we can you know. give me a time mark to go back and listen? Jordan? Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mark that one down. <laughs> we can relitigate the whole, the whole thing if we, if you want to, but, uh, uh, what's new in Duke's land since we didn't get catch up with you after last weekend. It's, uh, it's been uh, an interesting week. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. It was last Thursday, so we discussed the 
the conference's initial ruling, I think. Yep. So, yeah. Should should they should they make an announcement? Right. right this right. will happen. So in the days since, um, let's see. Thursday we recorded. Yep. Friday, JMU made its case to the state legislature. Uh, unanimous to do what? vote to uh, to reclassify as FBS and move to the Sun Belt Conference. Okay. Um, the the administrative team at James Madison did an outstanding job. The vote was unanimous to approve it. Um, it was the first ever such vote since the law went into effect. So on Friday afternoon, we put out a press notification that there would be a press conference to discuss the future of JMU athletics at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, at which point we announced that James Madison University will be moving to the Sunbelt Conference to Hooray! compete no later than July 1, 2023. Um, Does the yeah. Sunbelt play all of the sports? Uh, the Sunbelt plays all but three sports that we currently sponsor. We will need to find homes for swimming Blacks. and diving, women's Ooh. lacrosse, and field hockey. Oh. Uh, but those are very, three very successful teams that should have no problem finding a home. So we are. Yeah, out I was going to say, team. isn't the field hockey team like really good? Field hockey, field hockey won the national title back in '94. They've uh, struggled a little bit in the last two years, but they're on the come up again. They are back in the top 25 nationally. Connor was uh, born in '94. There we go. That's true. Um, lacrosse, obviously, vintage. recent national champs and always in the top 20. Swimming and diving, four straight conference titles, all that good stuff. NBD. NBD. Um, of what conference, I will no longer say. But um, so anyways, very exciting weekend. Happened at homecoming. The timing was very serendipitous. Um, mm. had, a, had a big old party in the... Uh, Jordan Shank Union Bank Center. That's um, right. Nice. Did you, I hope you uh, cleaned down, out my did, suite? Did you, did you fall did. down the stairs again? Or I didn't. I just managed to not fall down the stairs again. <laughs> okay. Did anyone yeah. else get sniped by the stairs? Not, not yet. It's just me. Uh, so have, have you like taped them off and like? I know, I chalked tape? my outline where I almost yeah. hit the. So um, Are you, is it because you're still wearing those Converse shoes you recovered from the band room? I in wish. 2004. I wish from, those uh, are. I have no hmm. idea where those are. I hope I certainly hope they, they're I, decomposed. I hope they have decomposed. Yeah. 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 They're they're no longer in my home. I know that. So. Well, that's that's a good clarifying point. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I no longer I have no those. idea where those were. Like they were in a closet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It could be anywhere in this house. I just didn't know specifically which at one closet. point. At one point they were in your GMC Jimmy being pulled behind the U-Haul on your way, on your <laughs> yeah. way north. Yeah. All right, people. Onward. Dad still drives that thing around. Um to be fair, it's a, it's a Chevy Blazer. It is a Chevy Blazer, and it's a a, a, a lovely car that I also. To be fair, that's the, the exact that is the exact same thing as a GMC. Chevy. Yeah, that's correct. That's creating it home. Also ranked the number one car to have in a zombie apocalypse because literally any part will fit on it. Shouts out. Good to know. Um. Anyways, that was Saturday. Good times. Um, moving to the Sun Belt. Um, I think we made this known. Um, two things. First, that we're going to do our best to move all of our sports in by next year. Um, oh, wow. Because the CAA is being assholes. Um, yeah, as previously, as previously, as previously discussed. Um, and number two, I think we've been pretty clear that the main reason for moving up was that the NCAA football game video game was coming back and we needed to be the deadline. So gotta gotta get up there for EA right. sports to pay attention to. 
Yeah, they got to come in and fly the drone around Bridgeforth so yep. you can see the Model insides it. of the stadium and, and whatnot. Yeah, so. and get all the retro uniforms so I can run QB Blast with Rodney Landers. Obviously. Bring back the echoes. <laughs> QB Blast. <laughs> well, good. And then the Dukes uh, the Dukes did win their football did, game. The we covered that on the cruised, pod. But, oh, I appreciate that. The Dukes uh, cruised past the Campbell Camels. Um, and then... Let's see, Sunday and then Monday, and then basketball started the last two days. So that's been my life. UVA basketball has not started yet, actually. So it's true. Uh, uh, Let me correct you. UVA men's basketball hasn't started, Logan. That's right. You're right. UVA women's basketball team came to the friendly city and caught these paws real quick. Yeah, they've been catching a lot of paws over the last several years. (laughs) They did. They They actually didn't play last year, so. Yep. Uh, but they're there. They actually, they, they're, I think they're going to be good. They got some size. They, they're big. Well, they big girls, huh? They got some big girls. They just like, anyhow. Yeah. So what? This is not. This is not a UVA women's basketball <laughs> episode. We don't have yeah. to do the dive. Now, well, now with that attitude, Jordan, the Coach geez. Thompson era, to this point. So, I'll <clears throat> I'll let other podcasts handle that. But uh, right on. That's fair. Good. Good. Um, good. Uh, just speaking of. Um, Jamie basketball. You mentioned UVA men's basketball. Uh, how's how's the uh, press credential application pool looking? Slash, do I have do I have a fighter's chance? At, uh, well, are you recording or? <laughs> no, see, yeah, I mean everything's bleepable. Everything's bleepable. Yeah, who's, uh, who's to say the the queue is non-existent at the moment? It's still a month off, so. I oh, will so abstain. I'll be first on the list. I will abstain Perfect. from comment. This is like me getting in line for Black Friday deals right now. No, you, you, just, know there's, you guys just go on ahead. You know there's no <laughs> cheering on press row, right? Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't cheer when I watch the game at home. I just suffer through it. Yes, and I exhale. No, you can't. You can't get up and crotch chop. Actually, you probably can. This game probably won't happen again for a while. But yeah, you just get up, just throw an epic crotch chops in all directions. You're banned from the AUBC. That's fine. It's yeah. Worth it. Well, good luck. My name's on it, and I have a suite <laughs> yeah. that you guys don't know about. You better call an ambulance. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> um. Yeah, it should be like I, that. Place is loud. Like, I bet. Because it, you, like, the fans are right on top of the court to the point that it kind of makes it hard to do our jobs from time to time. <laughs> like, uh, there's not a lot of room off the court, like itself, off the game floor. Um, I'll so prepare myself very, accordingly. It gets very loud for when I sit um, on press row. I'm pretty excited about that game. It's going to be pretty loud. It's going yeah, to be fun. Pretty full. So uh, the Dukes did. It is worth noting that we're recording this on Thursday, 24 hours after the Dukes. Uh, beat Carlo University 135 to 40. So. They might beat UVA 135 to 40. Who's to say? Start UVA. sprinkling your wagers Please now. know that if Jamie men's basketball beat UVA men's basketball 135 to 40, there's a decent chance I would get a tattoo to my body. <laughs> so. Yeah, that would be that would be an incredible outpouring of of uh, of Puntablos against the Who's. But, <laughs> you know, the likes of which... Have not been seen for years. I don't think a team's gotten triple digits since the Washington game. Like, did they get a triple? Have they got a triple digits against Tony? Yeah, Yeah, there was one game where his first year or two they played against Washington and just got absolutely. Did they not? Did did they? I feel like there were some weird VMI games that they UVA scored a ton because VMI used to do some weird stuff. Uh, Forty minutes of hell, baby. 
Yeah. Uh, well, Not even. Most, it was like 40 minutes recently, of just hoisting. Yeah. I think most recently, uh, <laughs> Grant Kersey, a.k.a. the White Mamba, uh, shot shot a garbage time three against William & Mary, maybe, to give the Who's 100. Love um, that. White Mamba. Yeah. Never back down. Yeah. So, uh, all-time great. Grant Kersey. That's, that's like that clip they show every year. That guy was playing against Kansas, and he like stole a ball at uh, midcourt and just just yammed on the dude. It just got it just was so amped. They're so hyped. Like Forty four points. <laughs> they were just dribbling the clock out. Oh, love that. <clears throat> it's kind of a. It seems like the kind of move that Q Tip would have made if he uh, if, <laughs> if he had had if he had had a little bit more bounce. You know what I'm saying? All right. Really any um, Okay, let's uh, let's hop on the coaching carousel real quick. We've had some developments, minor, it's minor true. developments, but developments nonetheless. Uh, Texas Tech has hired a football coach. Um, his name is Joey McGuire, and he's gonna die at Texas Tech. Yeah, that's what he said. His, his words, not mine. Uh, I mean, it would appear it is the, it is all the rage in in Texas, uh, in in like sub University of Texas, Texas A and M level. Texas to be like a dyed in the wool Texas high school football guy. And that's like your thing, you know? Um, I, I, I suppose it could and can be successful. It certainly is popular uh, with the, with the high school football coaches. It would appear the Texas high school football coaches association must be quite the time. That is a <laughs> I mean, tight knit group. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For such a, like, it has to be such a widespread group, probably, I mean, you know, there's there's going to be some tiny schools in Texas too, right? Um, but you know, they're all part. You know, there's some people out there still running the wing tee, just crushing it. Um, a lot of flex bone situations, guys like spinning in the backfield and stuff, pretty snap. A la Turner Ashby High School back in the day. Remember that? Oh, terrible. Hated hated that. I can't believe they were rolling that out in like 2003, let alone uh, now still. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Joey McGuire. I guess he was the associate head coach at Baylor. I don't know if he was the offensive coordinator or what. Um, he had been on Matt Rule's staff at Baylor actually prior to this current staff. He was sort of Matt Rule's uh, bridge from being a Northerner to joining a uh, Baptist Texas University He's the ambassador. Of sorts. Yeah, he was, the, he was the Texas ambassador for Matt Rule. Um, and I guess is parlay that into a decent job. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Mr. McGuire. Uh, this seems a little like maybe like Sam Pittman-ish of a hire. Like you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're piling on just pure culture guy and hoping that it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have anything culture or scheme or anything of that to, to speak on. I am intrigued though, that he seems to be the first coach to like, I'm going to start this job right away. And oh, that's like, true. he's, he's there already and doing the things. Um, and I guess like early signing day is, is a big reason why. Um, it's like changed, a month away. It's changed everything. Yeah. So I'm curious now to see like how many, cause, cause for some of these jobs, it's like, it's taboo even to talk about who's candidate for it because their team's still involved in a playoff and this, that, and the other. But like for this situation, Baylor's not going to be in the playoff and he's not maybe as integral a part of their staff to where it would be catastrophic for him to leave. So he just left. Yeah. 
and he is the Texas Tech head coach now. So I'm interested. Is he going to coach see. like on the field, or is he just doing administrative stuff? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah, um, that, no, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, but yeah, I, he's he's like, I mean, to my knowledge, he is not a key cog to where it's it's some massive like, oh my gosh, we need an offensive coordinator now. They don't have a play caller or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, curious to see who else takes that leap from a current staff to their future school due to signing day implications this year and beyond. Gotcha. Um, that was the only, like, I guess, big news. Oh, um, uh, UConn. Hello. Oh, UConn right, made a hire. What happened to UConn again? Tell us, Jordan. They hired one Jim Mora Jr. to pilot their football program. Uh, wow. Interesting. Form- formerly of UCLA? Formerly of UCLA, formerly of ESPN. Uh, he, I think I believe his Wikipedia page called him a rotating color commentator uh, at ESPN okay. for the last several years. Um, I Did believe he, he was the on the call. Yeah, years ago. I believe Jim Mora Jr. was on the call in Charlottesville for the last Commonwealth Cup that uh, UVA won several years ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, was pretty, he was pretty excitable that day. So uh, he'll always have a, a special place in my heart. But now he's got a special place in Stores, Connecticut to mm. uh, to really coach some ball. That program needs some help. I don't know that he is necessarily a program builder, um, but maybe maybe he's the guy who like gets gets the donors back in in the pool and uh, sets the table for the next guy. I don't know. It's it just seems strange. It does. I don't know who was going to take that job that I was going to be like. Great hire, you know, like snap my fingers. Great hire. That seems like a, a, a splashier name than I maybe would have thought. Absolutely. But, but also, like, I don't really feel like he he was. Uh, I mean, clearly people weren't beating down the doors to hire Jim Moore Jr. In the past like five years. It's been since he's coached, right? Yeah, and I'm also like, I'm also curious to see the uh, the contract he landed if that ever becomes public. Because, like, he's walking away from a TV <laughs> deal. And I've always right. said a TV deal seems pretty sweet compared to, it's like, the dream. trying yeah. to build up uh, a program from nothing. Let's say, like, yeah. UConn football. Clearly, this guy wanted to coach. I mean, he took the UConn job. I mean, there's other. Yeah, but like, it's so weird that he, like, he just went from, like, straight from the booth back to, like, like he didn't want to coach so bad that he was a, like, on an NFL staff doing some stuff. Like right, that's even true. just like toe in the water. Staying in touch with football. He's right. just going cold from the booth. Like five years of college football have hey. completely passed him by. And he's Mac like, Brown. All right. Yep. He's, yep. he's doing the Mac Brown. Straight ready. back. Uh, oh, speaking hmm. of Mac Brown, real quick. Uh, Please. Pittsburgh and North Carolina are playing right now as we record this. Um, and it is Veterans Day. So thank you to everyone who did serve for your service. Got to throw that in there because um, I Absolutely. love the troops. But uh, Mac Brown was wearing kind of a ridiculous, like, camouflage jacket uh, on camo the sidelines. Ja- camo jacket on. Um, nice. And it looked a lot. Do, do you guys remember? This is a huge Harrisonburg throwback. But do you guys remember the Army and Navy, Navy like, surplus store? Yeah. A&M downtown. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A&M downtown. 
Mac Brown's jacket tonight looks like a dead ringer for something that would have landed yes. in the A and N store. That's absolutely correct. Way back. Oh, wow. Just wow. preposterously generic. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the like the most vanilla camouflage pattern, yep. and they just slapped uh, a flag patch and a UNC logo on it. It's crazy. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, does it does it look better than his like wet uh, poofy jacket he's been wearing the past? He's been wearing like a shiny poofy jacket the past two weeks that looks wet because I think it's uh, like a it's got like a sheen to it but it's, it's so just, polyester and so yeah it's, it's like so yeah no I mean, the the shiny jacket would be an upgrade like this <laughs> this Mac Brown looks like the the grandfather who like walked in from taking out the trash and he was wearing his his hunting jacket but it's got a North Carolina logo on it okay all right I'll, t- I'll check that out that, that's that a wild delightful. look um i guess uh jason you were the one who broke the news to us about the the florida defensive coordinator mercy killing uh that occurred this weekend i don't know if you had any thoughts on that we touched on it for a while we also kind of talked uh, around um i mean i think dan mullen finds himself squarely on the hot seat right about now and i think you know assuming the rest of the season goes the way it should there shouldn't be any major changes in Gainesville, but if he finds a way to lose to Florida State in three weeks, it is not going to be a good yeah. scene for Mr. Mullen, I don't think. And I yeah, would I think that's probably right. I think I don't have much to say about about Grantham that almost certainly hasn't already been said. Like it, it it's you never very want weird. your defensive coordinator to become a meme, and yeah, it happens. It, it's it's been it's been that for a while. Yeah, it's it's really like. It's the University of Florida. They should have a really good defense. They have the talent to have a really good defense. Right. So, like, if you're not there for multiple years, you got to look in the mirror. Um, as for Mullen, uh, I think I think that's probably right. I think he probably doesn't have to do much to get off the hot seat. Like, I think Grantham was so widely sneered at that – Yeah. All he has to do is show a little bit of growth and people will be like, oh, okay, like, all right. right. We, we, you know, we, we dug our heels in. We're, we're okay. We'll be all right next year. And if we're not okay next year, then, then he's done. But like, I think he just has to show something of like, oh, we might've fixed the problem. And sure. yeah, but yeah, you, are they, is that game at Ben Hill or is it in Tallahassee? I think it's at home. I think it's a home game for Florida. Yeah, I mean, you, Florida state comes in and beats you all bets are off basically. So yeah. Yeah, I think just a couple things, you know, in following up and listening to some reporting that's been done around the Florida, like, football staff at at Hull and stuff uh, over the past World. couple of years. You know, I, I do think it was the right move, and I don't want uh, – personally, I think it's a little too – it's a bit too little too late for Mullen to completely, you know, I think earn his way back into good graces. This should have been done a year ago. Yeah, and sure. um, it you know he I think that they got through a year where Florida's defense, you know, overperformed a bit, and and so we thought things were maybe okay, and then last year was terrible, and he should have been gone. It should have just been done there, and you you move on. Um, you know, Florida's defensive coordinator position, Will Muschamp, you know, was there. Uh, well, I guess he, he was he was sorry he was head coach. I don't know why I'm talking about Will Muschamp. Someone who worked for Will Muschamp, uh, Jeff Collins worked for Will Muschamp, gets a head coaching job. Uh, freaking Dan Quinn worked for 
Will Muschamp, who got a, was the head coach of the Falcons. Uh, you know, like like that job, the being the defensive coordinator at Florida is no small job. So I don't think they're going to have a problem attracting someone who is interested, at least in the upward trajectory that that job could afford. Um, but I, I I did hear some sort of troubling things that I guess go a little bit against, you know, Dan Mullen changed man, you know, and I, I want to give him an opportunity to change and correct course here because he probably deserves it. Um, but, you know, I, I, last year after the whole Kevin Steele thing went down at Auburn, remember how weird that all got? Uh, but I think basically Florida had an opportunity to bring Kevin Steele on staff and Grantham essentially said like, you can bring whoever you want on staff, but it's my defense. Like, so Okay. Same thing happened with Charlie Strong. Have an opportunity to bring Charlie Strong on staff to, you know, either probably an off-field role or to be the linebackers coach and be co-defensive coordinator. And, you know, not that he would even be helping out, but certainly would be helping out in recruiting. And uh, Grantham, same thing. Like, I don't Just care. At it. Yeah. yeah, I like, it's my, it's, it's, you know, it's my defense. I make $1.8 million a year, which is crazy to hear that being said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't want to hear it. So the fact that like Dan Mullen head football coach allows like tyrannical behavior out of the defensive coordinator to me is, is, you know, that's troubling. And yeah. I think, like I said, I want to give Dan the opportunity to correct course here and make a good decision. He did also fire his best friend uh, on the, you know, on the staff in this, in this um, little go around too. But uh, I don't know. I'm do. Du- I'm just dubious at this point of things being able to get, I guess, dramatically better. And uh, I hope they do. But it'll it'll be interesting. I certainly have a list of people I would love Florida to go after. I don't know how many of them are ridiculous uh, or not. But you know, I think if you're willing to pay Todd Grantham 1.8 million a year and he's coming off the books uh, because his contract was up at the end of this year, that means to me you have plenty of money to spend on defensive coordinator. So yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no point. Yeah. 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 There's no point in cheaping out uh, at, at that uh, juncture, but anyhow, linebackers coach Christian Robinson has been promoted to defensive coordinator and will be calling plays 31 year old Christian Robinson, defensive coordinator mm-hmm. at University of Florida. Um, pretty, uh, I think uh, uh, actually a good move by Mullen, a solid move. Uh, Robinson is, <laughs> a Grantham guy played for Grantham at Georgia um, has been under his tutelage his entire career. So we'll see, you know, how different the defense looks schematically, but um, I don't know. I think it's good to see a guy like Christian Robinson uh, in a position of prominence at university of Florida. And I think that this is a good PR move for Mullen. So uh, I'll, I'll say all that, you know, X's and O's wise TBD. We do have uh, Paul Pasc- Paul Pascaloni coming down from the, uh, from the booth or from the, from an off field role to help out a little bit there. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some delightful scenes of those two conversing on the sideline. 31 year old Christian Robinson and ancient mouth agape Paul Pascalone. 4 year old Paul Pascalone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but that, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. I am, I'm trying to keep a very loose grip on what's going on over there and not, you know, go one way or the other, but uh, yeah, this is going to be just an absolutely huge, off season next, you know, handful of months for Mullen. Cause uh, you know, clearly he's going to be up against it here uh, from a job pressure standpoint and, you know, still losing recruits to Georgia, which is always fun. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the off season. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right. Any other coaching, coaching tidbits you want to talk about VPI 
We're getting close to December, baby. Don't worry. Don't worry, Virginia Tech fans. Man out of there. Um, I saw a friend of the podcast uh, on the Twitter uh, championing for, uh, was that Marshall's coach? Uh, uh, Charles Huff on, on on Twitter. So Okay. Interesting. There's, a, there's an interesting yeah. name that I feel like could be. I, I Well, I guess the domino effect of uh, old Joey McGuire taking the Texas Tech job is that's one fewer job available in Texas to this is true to take Justin Fuente off the books for Virginia Tech so right uh the possibility still remains strong that they will have to be financially injured by by their decisions <laughs> so financially yeah. injured uh absolutely okay shall we make it to some games yeah let's Let do it better. all right Jordan this weekend Notre Dame Irish at UVA. How are we feeling? What's the temperature in the room? Do we have an idea how the the sweet ginger ribs are doing? How the Red Rockets doing? Yeah, yeah. I uh, we don't know. Um, I and I gave a really weird press like like answer to a question that made it across the he, he timeline. He did. He answers a lot of questions kind of strangely, um, so that felt pretty in his wheelhouse. Um, awesome. But uh, yeah, if I had to guess, I don't think he's playing. If I had a, if I had the choice, he's not playing. Like this game means nothing to the conference standings. Like it does suck that they put this on ABC. Like they yeah. they're finally recognizing like, like, oh, this offense is sick, and we're gonna put this the seven thirty game on ABC, and he might not even play. Um, so it'll be a bummer for like optics and potentially recruiting buzz, whatever. Um, I I mean you got to win the Virginia Tech game like that's that is you know priority right. one two and three at this point the pit game yes also very important for coastal race um, but like yeah so uh, the spread on this right now Notre Dame favored by five and a half I would take Notre Dame eight days a week at that number with things being the way they are. Um, but I'm excited to see, you know, how how UVA puts up a fight, if they do at all. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm excited too. I, I would love for Armstrong to get a chance to play, especially his play to this point this year has been like, like, I don't know, Hawaii's quarterback, Colt Brennan, was getting like way more attention in a, in a time where there was a lot less exposure on college athletes. Um, for putting up numbers and Armstrong is, I mean, like far and away leading the nation in passing. It's, it's crazy. So uh, it was, it is, you know, nice on one hand that he kind of earned that. And it is a super bummer that he won't get to play in a premier game at night at home against, uh, against Notre Dame. Uh, If he doesn't play, I mean, maybe he gets, cuts it out. I would hate for him to get in there and like not have any zip on any throws and just to be like, you know, super loopy. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Do we have any feeling for who, I mean, what's the backup situation? So the backup would be Jay Wolf. I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. Wolfolk, I believe. There's a lot of okay. O's in there. He is from uh, Benedictine High School, I believe, in Richmond. Okay. Um, like, coaches love him, but it was very clear when he came in in injury time against BYU, like, the playbook is a little limited. Um, sure. But if, if he's had an entire two weeks to prep – 
because they were off last week with the understanding that he is the guy, then um, I will be intrigued to see how how much they can throw out there with him, if that's the case. Um, right. So, yeah, it is encouraging that, like, the guy behind him, Bronco's already jazzed about. So, yeah. that is that is a good 100%. Thing. Yeah, our guy uh, Richard Johnson from Splits and Duo was hyping Virginia as having one of the like best created quarterback run games in in college football, and I was like, it's an interesting observation because I would I would agree. Um, they seem to like when Armstrong gets a chance to run, they're often chunk chunk plays. You yeah, know? well, and he really not... hasn't run a whole lot this year because he's oh, been sure. dealing with the knee. But right. as of late, it's kind of become more of an option. Uh, yeah which was even more exciting until the rib thing happened. But that's For football. Sure. That's why you play the games. That's exactly. why we wear flak jackets as well. It's a war of attrition out there, brother. Ain't that right, Jason? <laughs> All right. Uh, Samford. Samford is at Florida this weekend, so really just crossing our fingers and praying against absolute, uh, you know, rock-bottom disaster situation there. Um I'll, I'll I'll take a look see see how the defense looks just just because I'm curious to see if there's any any wild behavior going on out there. I'd like to see them try a little harder, maybe like two to three percent harder. That would be nice. Um, that's all I have to say about that. I think Anthony Richardson is supposed to play. I guess he has recovered from his knee injury he sustained while dancing uh, in the hotel uh, prior to the South Carolina game. It's just one of the all-time weird stories that just like we kind of just moved on because everything at Florida football right now is kind of toxic. So we were like, oh, yeah, also the heir apparent quarterback just heard himself dancing before the game. Well, and so to me, it was even crazier that he just like tweeted out, okay, here's what it was. Like, yeah. Jason, I'm interested in, from a communications professional standpoint. Like, <laughs> what would your reaction be if your star quarterback was just like, yeah, I hurt myself doing this? Is that an advisable tweet per the JMU student athlete handbook? I don't even say per the JMU. Color it with the whole Florida football situation. I was right going to say, is that an advisable look? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it as like a, yeah. By and large, probably not not a great idea. Sure, but a learning opportunity, maybe. Yeah, the, the teaching moment for sure. It's one that will come up in social media training in future years. I also would would like to see him maybe try and get an NIL deal with like a an icy hot or a, a tiger bomb situation. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, you you lay the groundwork there, and then you go have a big game on Saturday against the Bulldogs, and you drop some hashtag spawn con and, and pay, pay for some meals, you know? And I know that he has Anthony Richardson specifically has a, uh, I mean, he works with this guy, Darren Heitner, who's like a, uh, athletics adjacent legal counsel guy. Uh, uh, and like, yeah. Uh, well, he's actually a lawyer. And like, I think he does a lot of like NIL deals, but like, I know the Anthony Richardson approach to NIL is like, we do big deals only. Like that's his that's his thing. Like it's not real. gonna be like, you know, your mama's chicken joint or something like that is gonna be like, you know, sponsoring it any Richardson. He's he's looking for like uh national six, brands. Six, yeah. na- national brands, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Uh for all that. He's gonna need to be available to play in some football games eventually. That would be helpful to his cause. Um, but for now, he gets a new Chevy Duramax or whatever it is every three months or something like that. So shouts out. <laughs> I, I seriously, he does. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. 
big deals only. Uh, all right, this is Miami, Florida State week for those of you uh, celebrating. Um, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Typically a big week on the calendar, the football calendar, but uh, you know, it's just football in Florida. Just saying when it just doesn't hit like it <laughs> for some reason. Is this uh, at the heart or in Tallahassee? I believe it is in Tally. Okay. At the Doak. Interesting. I might, I might take a peek. Morbid uh, yeah. curiosity might get the best of me. Go I check just, in on the Mike Norvell situation. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I mean, Florida State is very a very interesting case study to me because they're doing the thing right now where like things are objectively not good at Florida, and Florida State is doing the thing like, well, things are going pretty well here, and like basically pretty well is like our team appears to be playing hard and losing efforts for coach. And also please forget the fact that we lost to an FBS school like five weeks ago, um, which did happen. I will remind everybody that that did happen. So, um, you know, not, not great. Their quarterback, they've had some quarterback injury issues. Uh, McKenzie Milton does not appear to be the answer at that position there. Uh, I think they had a kid transfer and Jordan Travis plays. Uh, so they, they sort of still seem limited there and kind of piece some stuff together. I mean, they, they scored like 14 points on NC state. Uh, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, Miami though is like, to me, like they're very, just, it's just very boomer bust. Like Van Dyke's good and throws for a lot of yards, but he also throws some very interceptable passes that a defense like uh, with the talent levels that Florida state probably has on the back end should, um, make a little bit more use of and and also Miami's receivers just drop passes so so much so it'll be an interesting game um to I mean it should be a pretty even matchup I don't know Jordan do you have a spread on this one yeah I was pulling that up you want to take a guess uh Miami minus two Jason Mm, I'm gonna say Miami minus four and a half it is Miami minus three yeah I nailed it that but that's at minus 105 so you get a little less juice on on your spread bet there so mm. what's the what is it for uh so florida side? state plus three is minus 115 okay so so the, mm. i guess the, the I, I, I have no idea what that means to be clear but yeah you know. but just for the listeners i appreciate right. you right. asking for the listeners yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Well, whatever. We'll see. We'll check out on them. And then Jason. That's Florida football, right? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Jason, what are the Dukes up to this weekend? Tell us. Uh, the Dukes are headed to <laughs> Williamsburg. Yes. It's go go time, baby. What is sure to be a very awkward trip to William and Mary. Um, William and Mary's playing well this year. Yeah. Coach Mike London got the boys playing. Yeah, they're ranked. They're ranked number 25 in the country. You know who else has his boys playing good? Coach Jim McElwain. I, I caught up. I caught up a little. You know, Wednesday night Maction doesn't, you know, the Mac and Maction stands for Mac. You know I'll have you know. And that's on me for thinking we could get like three sentences in without looping back to Florida football. I should have <laughs> done No, I just, it's horrifying to see like him building his case for getting another job. Uh, I just, I just wanted you all to know that it's happening. It's happening under our watch. We're all watching it happen. Here's my question. You can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) Logan, have you watched Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad? Yeah. No. That's the one with the the drugs and stuff. It is with the drugs and stuff. I'm glad it landed for Jason. I got it. It was good. Um, 
It was good that the internet broke up when you were making the jokes. So I missed it anyway, so that's fine. That's fair. Here's my my question: Is this um, since we're finally talking about Florida football? Um, <laughs> at what point do you maybe examine the institution at Florida? Yeah. You mean like uh, when do when do we like get the AD up out of there? No, like when when do you think maybe the stuff behind the head coach is not is not ideal? Um, I mean, I, I think that occasionally right. already. That's fair. Um, Good. All right. I also think that, I mean, Florida basketball, like Florida's athletics department is going through some stuff right now with the women's basketball scandal situation. Yeah. And that has not been handled well. And they used to have a, an AD who is very public and active on Twitter, respond to fans, kind of like seems to be very forward facing and has been just absolutely MIA for a while now. Um, you know, from Mississippi State buddies with Dan Mullen like that always is like you know kind of a little interesting has always been a little interesting to me so you know I, I don't know that Florida's like I, I don't know that that guy's job is like 100% secure just given how all this yeah. stuff has gone down of late and then you can add some football like misgivings onto that um, so yeah I, I, I think and then there's a there's a faction of Florida fans. I mentioned this Jordan who kind of do the like, oh well, all Florida cares about now is that they're in the top ten of the like public, you know, in the in the college news record, like you know, public school rankings or whatever. They don't care about football anymore. And it's like I don't know. I think that's kind of like a lazy thing to say when you have a athletics department that like runs like 140 million dollar revenue like every year. Like to me, like I don't think the school doesn't care about the football team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so like that's that's lazy. But also like I mean I I don't think that it's yeah I I, I think that there might be some other things that like Florida the University of Florida is is happy about. But I guess I was also when I mentioned Florida football earlier, Jason, I was kind of talking about like state of Florida, like Miami's kind of like eh, Florida state is like, we're no, getting real excited it. about like, you know, uh, kind of like not great performances and yeah. Florida's over here. Like what happened, you know? So it's, it's, it's all interesting, but I, I do think your question is interesting about like beyond football coaching situation. Cause I think, yeah, I, do think, I, think I think Florida it's... has some questions to answer in that regard. I agree. Uh, yeah. like, I, I'm, not, I'm not serious. saying that is the yeah. problem. I do think, I do think it is an often uh, overlooked thing. Yeah. Um, like if things can change really quickly, if, if someone goes from not being committed to a sport to fully committed to it or vice versa, or if there's a gap in somebody's skill set and they just, you know, they're really good at fundraising, but they're not good at right. putting support staff or that sort of thing in the position to succeed. And so anyways, that, that wasn't me being like, I think Florida's athletic department is, uh, that was me just being like, when you, when you brought up McElwain, it reminded me like, Florida hasn't really like clicked for a bit now. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Well, you know who has clicked recently? That's the JMU football dukes. So any anything you'd like to add about the matchup with William and Mary, Jason? We got yeah, it should be here. it should be a fun one. It should be should be interesting. It should be kind of awkward. Are they ranked? They are ranked number twenty five in the country. Why would it be awkward? Oh, because uh, they just threw us out of the conference, burst out the door. Multiple I was, times. I just thought it was going to be weird yeah. if you went to legendary Jim, Jimmy Laycock Field and had to. Uh, well, what could be awkward about a guy named Jimmy Laycock? You know, um, are we yeah, talking? No. Are we talking a nooner? Are we talking night game? What What's the situation? This is a three thirty kick. Ah, in Williamsburg, CBS. 
It's on something called Your View, which I assume is like the local channel. Oh, Gary, Uncle Vern. Yeah. Williamsburg, Virginia. It's... <laughs> For all the muskets. <laughs> Mike London will finally be on the 3.30 p.m. Love it. The Dukes have two games left in the regular season. They're ranked number two or number three, depending on the poll. They're back, baby. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take you us to the promised land, Jordan. You want to pick some games, boys and girls? If uh, we must. Yeah, regrettably, we're going to have to do this. So I missed the recap anyway. last week. How did I do? Oh, Jesus. All right. Not hey. as good as you have in some other weeks, but it's no. fine. We, Jordan, we, you climbed climbed a little bit back. There you go. I clawed clawed back out of the massive trench I yeah. dug myself. <laughs> yeah. um, Jordan, you know. Jason and I are still still kind of in the trench a bit. Still, right. we're, all we're, three run, we're below starting to run out of runway for yeah. getting these planes off the ground. But, there has uh, never been a year in which all three of us finished below 500. Yeah, that'll 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 teach them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like really trying to take this show on the road. All right, let's do it. Five games against the spread. Y'all know the drill. We're going to start in B1G adjacent country that's the big 12 uh for those of you keeping <laughs> score at home this is oklahoma at baylor it's a nooner and the sooners are road favorites by five and a half jason crack you do the honors is this gus on the call i would imagine it's gonna be, it's, he's usually the noon game right yeah listen i'm just maybe unpopular opinion oh boy have we, uh, do we need to properly write something again? No. I just, I've, I think I've had enough of Gus. Okay. okay. You're within just your every single like 11 yard run does not to be like, be like, oh my, you know, they're, they're, we don't need to punctuate every single like positive play with that kind of exuberance. I know he's trying to draw the people in, but like he needs to leave a little in the tank so we can actually get excited about things. It's a boy who cried wolf situation, which, so which might he's, be he's the Aesop's fable. Yeah. Okay. He's watering down the value of his yeah. yelps. Of, of his, his, of his, of his, just the decibels don't mean as much anymore. Right. Okay. Right. I can kind right. of see that. I can, I can get where you're coming from. I don't think I'm fully agree, but I get where you're coming from. We'll put it's, it on the it's back. It's the version. it's the Aesop's fable version of it's not properly rated. It's 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 it needs to be properly rated. <laughs> sure. That makes I sense. don't even know what that means. No, the boy who cried wolf isn't that an Aesop's oh, fable? Okay, got it. I, yeah. Sorry, you were, basically, so he you was were far enough removed from saying the boy who cried wolf that I had no idea what you were talking Gus about. Gus Johnson is the boy who cried touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> the boy uh, who cried. Ah! Here, yeah, bleep this out. We might have just accidentally made us a million dollars to sell Fox co branded, uh, Fox Sports co branded uh, children's books. College football yeah, I'm branded. I'm sure they would sign up for that to right. put their number one analyst on in a in a satirical light like that. The Terrapin and the Jackrabbit. All right, well, um, then maybe maybe Matt Leinert will do it. Right, right. Anyways. I'm not uh, going down that route. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your your sidebar buying me enough time to actually look at this game. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So I do this for my friends. Right, that's what it is. Uh, I really do kind of want to take Baylor here, um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma's coming off a bye. Uh, I like that Baylor can run the ball, but um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's getting nervous. Oklahoma's terrified, uh, but Oklahoma's rush defense is actually pretty decent. Um, 
So I don't, I don't see Baylor's route to winning this. They'll they'll have to slow Oklahoma down because I think if they get in a track meet, yeah, they don't Oklahoma have Joey Ma- Joey McGuire's not there anymore to talk exactly. to the Texas High School Football Association for them. You <laughs> this know, is what I'm so saying. They're gonna they have haven't to, been able to send out a text in a while. Joey, you the think there's ever been down? A, comms are down. Comms are down. Has there ever been a uh, another D1 college football coach's name is Joey? Are there any other Joeys out there getting mm. it done? I don't know. Is Harrington back in the game? Joey Logano is an NASCAR dude. All right. That's true. Yep. Uh-huh. He could, he's probably coached some high school football in his day, too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. We You're welcome. Does that answer your question? Logan? Sorry for derailing. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. Okay. Boomer. I... Uh, just tossed and turned about this all week, honestly. Um, Bill C. Bill C. does not see this as decisive, which is interesting. Yeah, I I'm gonna take Baylor here. Actually, um, I do. I I guess I am trusting Baylor's run game more than Jason is. Um, I have some lingering doubts about Oklahoma's run defense as well, given how they failed to really handle Bijan Robinson. In that Texas game, I understand that was several weeks ago. A bye week can fix some some ills, some ails, if you will. But uh, oh, I, will. Yeah, I think if Baylor if Baylor can can control tempo, time of possession, all those beautiful things, they can lose by a field goal, no problem. Um, I also like am interested to see. Uh, this is only going to be Caleb Williams' second road start. His first road start was also a nooner. It was at Kansas, and Oklahoma struggled mightily in that game. Um, Baylor's probably going to be a little bit more pumped up and and noisy than uh, Fog Allen Field was, or whatever they call their football stadium. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Baylor Bears. Yeah, that's a compelling case, Jordan. Um, Thank but you. I think I'll take I'll take Oklahoma here. Uh, this this to me seems like like Oklahoma trying to put it in, striving to put it in gear. Oklahoma and Ohio, Ohio State to me have had similar seasons in that they've looked like excellent at least in one phase of the of the game often, and then they've also just kind of like had some sort of flat games, uh, maybe a little bit like Cincinnati as well. Um, just haven't really been as impressive but uh i don't know i think with the bye week and some good game planning here and the loss of joey mcguire uh i'll take oklahoma to uh to run away with this one uh i mean oklahoma's playing for a playoff shot so they they're gonna need to start turning on some style points yeah and they're only ranked eighth um right all right 3 30 p.m which is also when the dukes travel to williamsburg it should Ugh. be really noted so immediately um, the second most important game of the time yes. slot we also have a couple of games to pick. The first of which is Georgia at Tennessee. Uh, the dogs, road favorites by 20 whole points. And I'm going to take Tennessee. Um, I, I, if nothing more than just for some vibes and some rooting interest <laughs> to, to keep this hour interesting, um, I know we, I at least kind of joke about Hendon Hooker, um, but he's putting together a really solid year. Really is. He, he, he takes looks care good. of the ball. 
Um, he's only thrown two picks so far this year. If they can keep him uh, remotely healthy and in the game, I think he presents some unique problems. I am interested to see how Georgia's defense answers the questions that he might ask of them. Um, and this also feels just kind of real backdoory. Kentucky got the backdoor cover against Georgia several weeks ago. Um, Missouri put up some points against Georgia. Not not that this defense isn't awesome anymore, but like I think the the focus is maybe less on now like let's shut everybody out and more on some some bigger picture things. So I will take Kentucky to lose more respectably than twenty or twenty one. Tennessee. Yeah, them too. <laughs> Um, oof. this is, yeah, uh, I don't know. Tennessee has looked pretty good, but I'm not, I'm not going to pick against Georgia again. Um, I just, I, I I'll, I'll take Georgia here. This has runaway and hide potential to me, which does introduce the potential for a backdoor cover, I suppose. I could see Tennessee getting to double-digit points, which would maybe be a moral victory against this Georgia defense. But um, I don't know if this Georgia defense, I mean, they're, just, they're too fast. Their linebackers are too fast. Like, I don't know that Hooker is going to, like, provide. Tennessee might have a, a couple good drives in them, but I just don't see this going really any differently than um, Georgia's games against other teams. Like, they, they take away what you want to do very quickly and very well and then force you to do things maybe you don't want to do at a subpar level, and then they just have better talent all over the field. So uh, Tennessee's still rebuilding. I don't want to get too caught up in Tennessee's offense looking uh, okay, even though they had to get into an absolute guns-blazing shootout last week with Kentucky. Okay. And not exactly a dynamic Kentucky offense. Um, I, well, I don't it's Georgia... the same dynamic Kentucky offense that backdoor covered against Georgia. So. Yeah, but Georgia and Kentucky. They did slash it to 30-13. So. Un- unwatchable games, yeah. Yeah, also, the, this was bandying about this covered term, like it was a close game. It's always it's quite revisionist. But, Great teams uh, yeah. cover. We've been saying it for seasons, literally seasons now. Go dogs! Really excited for this to be like 27 to, uh, you know, nine or something, and just me to be so mad. But I can feel yeah. it coming. All right, Kristen, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, um <laughs> I think uh, I think Georgia's going to score more than that, though. Personally, yeah. So the thing that I'm going to pick Georgia one because I I don't know I can't bring myself to pick it against Georgia that much, but also Tennessee's defense is kind of not good. Yeah, I mean Florida um, wore them out, dude. Yeah, they're pre- they're pretty they're pretty Florida not blows. they're pretty not great. Um, and you know Georgia's no offensive powerhouse, but that's a pretty respectable offense. They're um, apt. They're adequate. So I think I also think that I don't know if Tennessee has enough variation. I mean, we've talked about it before how fast Georgia adjusts and like, oh, you got me once, but that play is going to average you negative yards for the rest of the game. Um, and I don't I don't know if they do enough different things to to sustain enough to keep this within three touchdowns. So, dwags. All right, game number three also in the three thirty spot. We've got. The Purdue Spoilermakers on the road. Taking this show on the road, guys. To the horseshoe, 
where Ohio State are home favorites by 20 and a half. Logan gets to start the ceremonies. Um, I'll go Ohio State here. I don't think I don't think Purdue can do it three times in one season. Uh, and I would love to be wrong about this, but uh, I believe that Ohio State has, well, Purdue has Ohio State's full attention and that Ohio State will be striving um, to to get into the playoff. They're going to need to score some points. Go big, go home, brother. So go back um, unfortunately. Sad. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Purdue. I, I don't think they get close to winning this game, but this to me, um, I could, can I pick push? On oh, no, a 20 and a half line. Sorry. That would be the, I was looking at, play. I was looking at ESPNs and it shifted from 21 to 20 and a half. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think Purdue can keep this. Like, I think they, they score at the end to make it like a 17 point game or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't feel <laughs> like, like Ohio State looked okay. I guess Nebraska's friskier than they let on, but they, they didn't look amazing last week. Um, so we did forget to talk about the Nebraska coaching staff situation. That's true. That's a good point. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take Purdue to definitely not win, but sneak in a cover. <laughs> All right. I'm also going to take Purdue. Uh, 20 and a half oh, is a big Jordan. Number. Tough, tough week for you and me, brother. When someone's going down here. <laughs> <laughs> or we could all just go two and three. This is like, true. like a bunch of merry men. Um, yeah. 20 and a half, another big number. I think Purdue has shown that this, this act they have does travel. The Iowa win was on the road. Now, Iowa's a weird case study because. Iowa has been doing some regressing to maybe their particular mean as of late. But uh, I think Purdue like does enough creative things to where, at least on offense, to where they're not limited to, well, if we can't like run a traditional XYZ, then we're just out of options. Like they are they are creative, they're imaginative over there enough. To again, that introduces some some spicy backdoor potential when when you still got a guy who wants to call some exciting plays at the end of the game. Um, so I will take Purdue. I think Ohio State's going to win, but I think Purdue can keep it under three tuds in the margin column. So. Here we go. I am I am on three underdogs so far. Um, we'll take it to the seven o'clock hour now. We've got Jimbo Fisher Ugh. and the Aggies traveling to Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, we've been picking a lot of Ole Miss games this year. And Texas A and M. Yeah, also also those guys. A uh, and M favored by two and a half on the road. Jason, do the honors. Uh, I'm going to take the, the home dogs here. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Um, it feels like, you know, that offense hasn't clicked for a couple of weeks. It feels like they're due. Um, I say they haven't clicked. They've scored 31, 31, 20, 27, but, um, I don't know. So it just far. feels like, feels this like a high unacceptable, unacceptable. <laughs> um, it feels like they're kind of due for just like a breakout, like 
howitzer of like a 57 point game or something like that. And um, I don't think Texas A&M has that even against a defensive, sometimes questionable quality. Um, so I think, I think Ole Miss wins this one at home. Yeah. All right. I'm going to also take Ole Miss here. Um, I don't think they're the better team, but I play, I think they play the brand of football that potentially gives AM trouble. Like I I am counting here on a fast Ole Miss start and that AM's offense is probably not built to keep up in that type of game. Um one armed one armed Zach Calzada isn't yeah, gonna be one up arm there. and what like he's <clears throat> his whole left side of his body is uh is braced up, spatted mm-hmm. up these days. Um so yeah I'll I'll take Ole Miss, but if like They've got to get off to a fast start, and the fourth downs, like if if they lose a couple of those in a row, the the go for it and don't get it, then it could it could get messy pretty quick. But uh, I'll take I'll take the home team, the home field advantage, and uh, old Maddie Corral. <sighs> I really want to take Ole Miss, but I'm going to go with Texas A and M. I I think. I think Texas A&M is rounding into like the ideal Jimbo Fisher, like football game winning machine. Um, and this is probably closer to what they should have been all year uh, versus, you know, they, I, I think they got off to a, a tough start losing their quarterback and whatnot. So I'll, I'll take Texas A&M here. They just, I don't know. They, they've been churning away and Ole Miss to me has been, uh, I don't want to say on the decline, their defense does not impress me. Uh, that much period and uh, Corral being limited against a really like good Texas A&M front um, to me, it seems like uh, we could, we could, we could find ourselves in some, some vintage Matt Corral forcing the ball in some places. He shouldn't be trying to like a couple turnovers could lead to Texas A&M busting this game open. So I'll take A&M, but I am excited to see how this goes. I like Ole Miss. I love the Ole Miss football experience, uh, but it demands a healthy quarterback and i'm not sure that they're getting all that right now all right and final game of the week is going to be an acc atlantic division contest the north carolina state wolf pack take on the demon deacons of wake forest in winston-salem we've got wake favored by two at home i'm gonna take wake here love them to bounce back after a tough loss against unc last week but i think they are equipped to do so uh gonna be brutally honest haven't seen a lot of the wolf pack this year um but they are also like they're not making headlines for anything so i, I i'm not afraid if that just, makes any sense just ho home 28 to 14 wins over florida state and yeah me. they don't have a claw fence so <clears throat> give, give me wake the door fence Am I right? Uh, that could that could be that it. could be offense or defense. You know, you never know. Do, yeah, the or really really gets a lot done in in that word you just made up. <laughs> I think I, I really I'm gonna just start saying the door fence is about to take the field at all at all times. I think yep. it's great. I love it. Um, okay, I am gonna go with Wake Forest uh, here. 
I don't know. I think I think this could this has some shootout potential. I think all Wake Forest games at this point have shootout potential, uh, and Wake seems to be up for the task of shooting out. So let's let's do it. Let's get weird. Home game for Wake, NC State just off a super emotional victory over McKenzie Milton and them Florida State Seminoles last weekend. Uh, you know you got to think they'll be drained after that. So uh, let's go, let's go to Deeks. I just I just like Wake Forest's general like downness to get into just shootouts too it's it's kind of fun i do enjoy it um i am actually going to take nc state all right no um, consensus picks can't, this can't week. have a consensus can and dangerous like that love that um but uh actually like i think nc state's wolf uh nc state's wolf pack is uh, I think NC State's Their collective defense, wolf pack yeah, is very impressive. As a whole, they are. It's a multiple. Think, it's a multiple attack. It's a multiple wolf pack. dynamic wolf pack. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think their defense is is better than uh, is usually discussed. Um. So I think if they can, you know, their their rush defense is really good. I think if they can, they can try to make Wake Forest a little bit. Uh, single faceted i think that'll help a lot um so i think i think they hang in there and, and win one at the end now bradley chubb ain't walking through that door jason you gotta remember that if only <clears throat> all right well there we Just have it to name one awesome cool well uh how are we feeling about this week i mean seems Again, yet again, I feel like not like uh It's not sparking a ton of joy. I'm I'm really struggling to get like super amped for Texas AM Ole Miss. And I don't know if it's just because I hate like Texas like the Texas AM experience uh right now, but <clears throat> I don't know. I just want to I, get, I think it's a weird looking week that doesn't uh, inspire a lot of excitement. And I know that those are also usually the weeks where things get craziest. So yeah, exactly. If if someone at anyone at this point wants to like really just catch fire and beat Georgia, that would that would be the exact kind of chaos that we could go for right about now. Yeah. But. Well, and that's the thing. I think this week it doesn't feel like any of those borderline, like they've they've got a real strong case for the playoff teams are in danger on paper. So it it feels like okay, we've got a lot of teams in that spot who are going to try and win with style points but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of possibility that like two two teams lose and their season's pretty much over right yeah i guess we should we should mention too i think cincinnati plays usf tomorrow Tomorrow night. night yeah friday night at a certain point, Cincinnati does need to get some style points. Uh, I think that would help their case if they uh, would would do that. So USF's pretty bad, really bad. Um, good opportunity for Cincinnati. So I'll probably check in on that tomorrow night. Just see how that's how that's going for them. Sure. Because I think that they uh, they're approaching um, in my mind like the questions that the, like they're earning uh, some of the questions people are asking about them with their play. They absolutely lucked out last week with a, a really strong goal line stand at the end uh, against Tulsa. So, sure. That's what I it mean, is. You, you could say the same about Alabama, though. Like that. I mean, we we've had this discussion, but yeah, oh, hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, these are only being 
these questions seem to only be asked of Cincinnati and not like, why did Alabama struggle with LSU? Like, nobody's asking I mean, that. Isn't Oklahoma ranked eighth? It wasn't Wake Forest ranked ninth? Yeah, but they like, anyhow. I'm just, I mean, like, I, 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 this is a, like, I don't think Alabama deserves to be number two. If that's what you want, if, if that's the question you're asking, I, I think that Alabama two is shaky at best at this point, based on well, how yeah, Alabama's again, it was like, how you the, play has to matter. And like, I, I understand at number four, I, too, was ridiculous. So, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, every, I mean, I think maybe the lesson here is that Georgia's the only good team and that it's going to be weird to see how everyone else f- files in and how we like screw Cincinnati out of being able to get in. Because yeah. I think that's clearly the, the, going to happen. Iowa um, really dropped the bag by, by doing <laughs> what they did. They had it Iowa. all laid out in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, but I, I guess I, I like consider myself a bit of a Cincinnati fan. My, my dad always says, like, we always would, seek out Cincinnati games, root for Cincinnati. I just, I, I want to see them be like just absolutely maul some team that would make me feel good about sure. my continued backing of the Cincinnati experience. <laughs> right. And like, you know, I know that we don't necessarily apply the same, we being the playoff committee, not necessarily the three of us apply the same judgments um, to the bigger brands, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess this is, this is a weird year. This is going to be a weird test case year for the, playoff situation but like i said georgia if, if someone wants to be georgia at any point that could make it even more fun yeah cincinnati would love that <laughs> probably true okay you guys got anything else i don't think so Jason, yeah, so you good. got basketball this weekend the duke's uh home against old dominion future conference mate old dominion comes to town on oh, saturday oh that's mm. right yeah man a sunbelt you know fire up the rivalry the I-64 rivalry. Throw the records out. Is that a trophy Which is good game? because they're lopsided. Um, it should be a trophy game. I'm, I'm guessing we institute some sort of thing upon moving to the Sun Belt. Sure. How it's, many football teams are going to be in the Sun Belt, Jason? 14. So that's going to be kind of like an SEC situation. So you're going to have two halves and you're going seven, to rotate. Seven in each division. Leaders uh, very good and concise divisions. A permanent crossover. I think it'll be and, a rotating crossover, but rotating I, crossover. I believe those are still being debated. I think it'll be six games against your division, a home and away across the division. And what, one of them being a permanent crossover? or I don't – there hasn't been any discussion of a permanent crossover. I, I love I love the permanent crossover. I think that's – I, I, I don't understand I think, the point of it. Uh, I just think it's nice. It's I, I like that Florida plays LSU every year. Like I think that's I think that's, that's I think it solely exists just to rile fan bases up. Like oh for sure, yeah, 100%, but I think, like, I think it's draw. I think I think it does have a yeah, lot. Alabama more gets place. to play Tennessee every year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think it does have way more place in a conference that has been around in essentially the same form for like a hundred years in that form and fashion. Yeah, that um, might be true. So I mean, like, like we don't really have any established rivalry across the division. Yeah, this is, is exciting for gonna be, you guys is, to just like concoct whatever beef you desire. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. The, the world is our uh, Jacksonville bar to have a fight outside of. Exactly. Oh, oh man. Um, what a yeah, time. so the, the Sun Belt East is, uh, will be James Madison, Old Dominion, Marshall, uh, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina. Oh man, that's gonna be good. Got some hitters. Got some it's hitters a, like, inside the conference. I mean, they're, they're like not 
no bias or or like taking all that of it, I genuinely think it's the Sun Belt is immediately it's certainly better than whatever is left of Conference USA. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I think it's better than the American. Yeah. Um, it, it it might be better better than the American depth wise for depth. sure. Yeah. Yeah, that that's fair, especially once Memphis gets poached out of there. Um but what's wait, what what's happening with UCF? They're going to somewhere? UCF's gone to the Big Twelve. Big twelve, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. As is Cincinnati and Yes. Uh, oh, I should know the third one. There's three. It's fine. We'll know. figure it out. Anyways, I think it's better than Commons USA. I think it's better than Sun. Houston. Uh, than, than it's Houston. Houston, thank you. Better than the American. Um I'm completely blanking on the other G5 conference besides the Mountain West. Oh, oh the G5? Mac. Mac, um, yeah. Like, I guess the Mac is fine. I think it's the second best group of five conference right now. I mean, I love that East. So yeah. who's in the West? Do you have the West laid out in front of then you? Then it's, I, I don't. Then it's like off the top of my head, then it's like Troy, uh, Louisiana, South Alabama. Um, How the Jaguars? Like UTA, I believe. Um, UTA. I know, maybe they're. Is that they the one University of, the, of Austin that just University. got created? <laughs> uh, Texas Arlington. Um, ah. But I think they might not be a football. Hold on a second. Jerry World. I'm talking about this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. Where does the. Uh, Sun oh, Belt Texas play? State. Um, Every Withers and them boys. <laughs> Texas State. Yeah, UTA, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana, formerly Lafayette. Yeah, um, Little Rock and Arkansas State. Where so the East the, is the East is awesome. The West, the East is awesome. The West is a little bit weird. Where does the Sun or do they play a conference title game in football? Yeah, campus site. Campus site. Yeah, yeah, love that. I think there's talk of maybe getting a permanent neutral site, but nothing significant quite yet. They should play in Chattanooga. So, so Jamie can awaken the echoes. Home field advantage. It's for a the natural. Dukes. It's a natural fit. <laughs> Home field advantage for the Duke. Lock the damn gate, brother. Uh, so, anyways, very exciting. There will be a, a couple transition years. So I think we're fully members in 24. So you can make a bowl game in 24, assuming you guys start next year, right? I believe that's Yeah, which is also, like, that's weird. Who cares? Yeah, there's some weirdness to it. There's also some moving parts, um, you know, that with – we have extra scholarships because of COVID already, all that sort of thing. So right. I, I'm not sure what's going to come of it, but if everything goes as normal, mm-hmm. it'll be 24 will be our first full complete FBS season in Sunday. I don't know how plugged in you guys are on Brent McMurphy's bowl projections, but uh, he um, did have a, a, a juicy matchup in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Your our Florida Gators taking on the Texas Longhorns in the Duke's Whoa, Mayo yes. Bowl. What uh, a, I would be what very a about. I would be very about that social media account getting those two teams. Dukes would be over the moon, yeah. Yeah. It would be fun. I'd be down to go to that game, too, just for, <laughs> oh, like, sure. the, the people scenery. Because it's in – where is it? They do it in Charlotte? Yeah, yeah that's the Charlotte, former Belk Bowl. Yeah. So that's in Charlotte. Yeah, Bank of America okay. Stadium. Wow. Go say hey to Joe Brady, you know. Maybe, uh, you know, tee it up. Tee it up high. Speaking of, bombs. of the Panthers, Cam Newton is back. That's true. What a day. What a day for transactions, you know? Yeah. Movers OBJ, and shakers are, are OBJ's on the, on the Rams. Evidently, Odell Beckham Jr. is on the Rams. The Rams yeah. are 
They're into it. They are so all in. All More right. all in than any other team has ever been all in. I love I love how they say that. Like, like other teams are not trying to win. Yeah. Just halfway in. Yeah, but they are you lost. really willing to sacrifice your entire future to try and win the Super Bowl? <laughs> they didn't have to do anything there, did they? Uh not in this particular case. I think they just signed him to a deal because he was a free agent. He cleared waivers. Right. Which is wild that some like like the Jag why don't the Jags or someone just pick that guy up? Anyhow, we're <laughs> way off the rails here. This has been post game talk, the We're Out Podcast. A little extra for you yeah, guys. Sorry, we should have ended uh, this podcast before. Go we ahead and this, end like we the pod do. here. Uh so thank you for listening. God bless you if you made it this far. Um, but we will definitely see you again at the beginning of next episode. Uh, to try to reel you in again. All right, it's the wheel route. We're at the wheel route on Twitter. Wheel route podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Thewheelroute.com is the website. You can stream the show from the site. You can also view the picks tracker there. Fade us at your discretion. Till we meet again. We love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes.